Nothing important, man. Back for another motherfucking day. It's Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully your Monday went well. Hopefully you're setting the tone for the week. You got your workouts in. You did your little motherfucking job. You put your hard hat on. You went to the construction site. I don't even know if you're a construction worker. Whatever the fuck you do, whatever you're doing, whatever you're pursuing, I ain't mean to rhyme, cat in the hat vibes. You understand what I'm saying? Keep that same energy. That you have on a Monday, when you wake up on a Monday and you hungry and you ready for the grind and you watch the sunrise and you're naked on your balcony, smoking a long skinny cigarette, drinking black coffee, no sugar, keep that goddamn same energy throughout the week. Keep it on Tuesday, keep it on Wednesday, on hump day, keep it on Thursday, keep it on motherfucking Friday. You got to grind. You got to motherfucking grind. That's the only way to get to the top, ladies and gentlemen, is pure psychopathy. You got to put yourself through extreme amounts of pain and not only be consistent. Being consistent is just doing the same thing over and over again. You need to persist. Persistence is when you are consistent through obstacles, when you are consistent through the pain, when you are consistent through the motherfucking fire, through the tribulations. Is that you? I believe so. I believe in you. You know why? Because we are all one and I am you and you are me. Is that enough bullshit? And then how are we going to start the motherfucker podcast? Live your fucking life. I'm not your daddy. Um, it was a decent Monday for me. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. And I don't know if it's because of these little hacks that I implement into my life called exercise. Eating, uh, what, what did I have for dinner? I lifted some weights today. Then I, I, uh, I had two turkey patties. Lean to build muscle. I had an avocado. I ate a green apple with that. Very odd, but it's extremely nutritious and great for digestion. Also your teeth. It's good for your teeth. And what did I wash that down with? I had a San Pellegrino. I'm changed. I've changed. I'm different. I grew up in the projects. I used to drink tap water. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to hear something about me? This is probably if they, if I got tested, you can see this in my fucking DNA. Because this is how potent this shit is that I ingested. When I was a child... In the hood in East Harlem in New York City on a hot summer's day. And it wasn't only me. I'm not fucking alone. If this gave me superpowers, then there's motherfucking super friends out there. And we need to fucking join together and save the goddamn world. Because what we was doing in the hood growing up after a nice game of basketball or playing booty tag, we would go to the fire hydrant and we would drink out of that shit. You tell me that's healthy? I don't think so. I don't think so. Point of what I'm saying is I've changed, ladies and gentlemen. I washed that delicious, nutritious meal down. With a tall glass of orange juice and a San Pellegrino. Sparkling water. Extra gay. It was delicious. It was nutritious. I feel great. That's half the hack. After I do that, I fart three times. I spin around and I take a shower. I call it voodoo, right? Call it superstition. I get in the shower and I take a burning hot shower. Fresh off the pump. Fresh after getting that lean turkey inside my system to feed the muscles, I take a burning hot shower and I scrub the fuck out of myself. And then immediately when I'm just like way too hot and I start to look like a lobster, I just crank that bitch all the way cold and I feel the pain. I absorb the pain and I enjoy it. And it puts me in a state of, uh, um, I guess I'm, I'm vibrating on the level of my mental insanity. And so I feel balanced. I feel balanced, ladies and gentlemen, when you are a young man and you have uh, testosterone flowing through your body, you have hormones and, you know, I'm 30 years old. I'm grown enough to have some sense, but I'm still a motherfucking impulsive idiot when I'm trying to push all those goddamn demons down to the earth. 
and rise every day as the God that I see myself as when I look in the fucking mirror, you have to have things to ground you. You understand what I'm saying? Now you throw into that motherfucking chaotic mix that every man has to go through when they're my age transitioning into being an old bastard. Probably in the next 20 years, I'm going to be an old bastard. Doesn't mean I'm going to be out of shape. Doesn't mean I'm going to be unhealthy. But I can't stop aging. That's kind of what's going on. I don't know if scientists have been working on that. Tell me what's up. Make it affordable. Make it cheap for everybody and I'll get on fucking board to stop this aging process. Until then, we have to continue aging. And if that wasn't enough gravity, I have the extra gravity of being a father. I got a baby. I got a little girl. There's a lot of things I got to do to keep this motherfucking vehicle moving smoothly. A lot of maintenance, a lot of service checkups, a lot of changing the engine oil. You understand what I'm saying? I have to start compartmentalizing parts of my day where I have these little free moments and I have to multitask in these free moments. Before I had a child, my life was open. I could do anything I wanted at any motherfucking time, and I didn't appreciate that freedom. And what is that saying? You don't know what you got until it's goddamn gone. There's a pink paradise in the parking lot. Joni Mitchell, what the fuck is up? Guess what? I didn't know what I had, and now I don't got it, and now I have to refine these little parts of my day and multitask during them. So if I'm taking a shit, you best believe I'm meditating and I'm praying at the same goddamn time. You understand what's going on? Do you understand what the fuck is going on? Implement some life hacks. Hopefully your Monday went well. Hopefully you got some shit done. You set the tone for the week and you keep it motherfucking going. You don't lose that goddamn energy. You keep it going. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple things, ladies and gentlemen, because I was inspired outside of me inspiring myself. All inspiration comes from within. Plug. Uh, this is where I would do my little sales thing right now. I'll talk about Yogi Tea. Go get you some Yogi Tea. They sell it in Publix. They sell it in Kroger's. They sell it in Trader Joe's. Yogi Tea. Yogi Tea is incredible because it's not only extremely good tea. They have many flavors. These flavors are not only for the taste. It's not only for the sensation. It's not only for the aroma, ladies and gentlemen. Once you take that tea bag and you put it into that hot water, understand depending on the tea that you chose to drink, it has effects on either your nervous system, your emotional state of being, your digestive health. There's a lot of benefits when you go and you invest into yogi tea. Go get you some yogi tea. I got me some yogi tea. It was delicious. I like kava. Kava is incredible. Kava is an extreme stress reducer. There's many things on YouTube. YouTube is a free platform. Stop being fucking lazy. Go research it. Kava. It's incredible. What it does to your emotional state of being, you can have an extremely stressful day. And if you go grab yourself some yogi tea, in the stylings of kava, and you dip that shit into a cup of hot water, like you're dipping your balls into your dream girl's mouth, bloop, 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 and you just put a little bit of honey in that bitch, you're going to have a good old time, and it's going to relax you. And the last kava yogi tea that I enjoyed, this is this is the motherfucking closer, ladies and gentlemen. This is why you should do yog- yogi tea over any other tea. Yogi over everything, motherfucker. Yogi over everything. You know Why? Because yogi tea is not only a great product, it doesn't only give you great benefits, it's not only reasonably priced in a time where inflation is trying to fuck everybody in their booty hole. Guess what? On the little end of that string, they have a little paper square and they take the time to write beautiful messages on that paper square. You know how incredibly therapeutic it is to ingest some kava 
with hot water and some honey. Delicious, relaxing, soothing. And then you just look at that little square that's dangling off of that string that you use to dip that tea bag into the water and imagine your ball sack going in and out of whatever model that you're in love with that you're never going to fucking put your balls in the mouth, right? You know how incredible of a surprise that is that you see those little words there and you read them. You know what I read? I read something that changed my goddamn life. It was beautiful. It said, it is not the lantern that shows you the path. It is the light that was is within the lantern. Follow the light. You tell me what the fuck that means. I don't fucking know. Beside all of that, ladies and gentlemen, um, what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> what I wanted to talk about is something that made me motherfucking proud. I was watching the Grammys. I know a lot of people watch the Grammys. Um, the Grammys was yet another expression of something that I've been preaching. I've been on the corner like that Jesus freak, the people who are crazy about Christ. So much so that they go out there with no congregation, with no church behind them. Some of them don't even have a goddamn Bible. They're just there to fucking judge people. I go in Atlanta to the Beltline, beautiful place to walk, exercise, and have a lot of goddamn fun on a Sunday or Saturday. And there's always this young lady who's obviously lost. Maybe her parents didn't love her. She has a megaphone. She has no signage. She's not dressed very well. And she doesn't have a Bible in her hands, but she is damn judging everybody. She's on that megaphone telling everybody they're going to go to hell if they don't repent for their goddamn sins. Sounds like a lot of assuming. What if a monk walked past her and never sinned? I don't know what the fuck is going on. Point of it is, that's kind of the way that I've been screaming and shouting about the future. Change is imminent. It is the only constant. It's the only thing that you can bet on. You can try to bet on sports, but the rest in the NFL are motherfucking mobbed up, baby. Apparently, NFL players is getting scripts in the beginning of the goddamn season. Somebody explain what the fuck that guy was talking about. If you go watch the NBA, there's, there's not only conspiracies in the NBA about the Holocaust never occurring <laughs> or the earth being flat. But guess what? There's a conspiracy against the guy who's spewing that motherfucking nonsense. And he got traded to the Mavericks instead of the Lakers. I'm still a little bit butthurt. But it happens. Guess what? What I'm trying to say is... Change is eminent. Change is upon us. And if you watch the Grammys, if you watch the Grammys, something happened that was a changing of the guard. The number one artist on the planet right now performed at the Grammys. The number one artist on planet Earth. E-A-R-F. Earth. The number one. Baboni. Baboni. And I thought this shit was tremendously hilarious. Not only the fact uh, that initially I was overcome with pride. I am Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican and I'm proud. It's Black History Month. Puerto Ricans are not like other Hispanic people. We love our African heritage. We love the things that uh, we inherit from Africa. The cultural aspects. The food. The big booties. Puerto Ricans love this. You understand what I'm saying? We, we're proud people. We're proud people of everything that makes us in our very multicultural, multiracial reality. And Bad Bunny's not only the number one artist, he's not only Puerto Rican, he's not only, he's gangster. You know what I'm saying? He's a confident young man. You know what I'm saying? He got balls. You know what I mean? He's a star. Not only was this man opening the Grammys and I was overcome with pride, but he made a fucking chess move that I thought was hilarious. 
You can't not know who Bad Bunny is because he's the number one artist on the planet. It's motherfucking undeniable. I think he made like $200 million in a month off touring. God damn it. You understand what I'm saying? The guy's making motherfucking money out his asshole. Everybody's heard something. You've, you've heard a song of his. You've seen him on TV. You've seen him in that weird Hollywood movie where it just seems like they, they put every star in a room. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Bullet Train. I, I think that was like, you know, for international sales. I'm not going to shit on it because I don't understand the business that well. From a marketing standpoint, maybe it made trillions of dollars in Asia. Not really understanding what that movie was about just from the trailer perspective. But he was there as well. You've heard him on ad-libs. Bye, Bunny, baby. You've heard this shit. But he made a chess move. He went on there. And not only did he go and give a performance with his typical overconfident, prideful Puerto Rican self. He went up there. And he, he, You know what I'm saying? He didn't do a song that was a pop song. He's a pop artist. He's famous for reggaeton. And they make it like pop songs. And that makes it marketable to the entire planet. He goes up there. And he does some traditional Puerto Rican motherfucking music. And everybody didn't know what the fuck was going on. Everybody didn't know what the motherfuck was going on. You know what I'm saying? I saw Taylor Swift got awkward. She was trying to dance and shake her hips. It was really motherfucking strange. <laughs> but I enjoyed that shit. Because <laughs> I know everybody in the grand... Only person I think knew what was going on. I saw he gave a pound to LL Cool J while he was making his way up to the stage. LL is from Queens. LL knows what's going on. LL been around Puerto Ricans. <laughs> There's a lot of people in that motherfucking crowd. Incredible artist. Uh, American pop artist or from other genres, hip hop and everything else that was like, what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? This is the first time they hit. And it was just, it was extremely awkward and I loved it. I fucking loved it because he could have went up there and did any song. He could have went up there and did one of his major hits. He could have went up there and did uh, a song that, you know, is a crossover song. It's a pop song, but he went up there and you know what I'm saying? In real Puerto Rican fashion, if you don't know Puerto Ricans, now you fucking know what we are. Puerto Ricans are stereotyped for walking around with flags hanging off their neck, their wrist, their dick. You understand what I'm saying? We flag. We flag. We let people know we're proud people. And I appreciated that. And I found it hilarious. And it was just, it was extremely funny. It was extremely funny. <laughs> just watching the reactions of the crowd. Like, yo, what the fuck? is going on at the Grammys. This is like somebody's fucking 60th birthday party. You understand what I'm saying? That was the vibes. <laughs> they had like, it was wild Puerto Rican. They had these big old, uh, it was like life-size bobbleheads with these huge heads, like real like parade style. It was hilarious. Um, and you know, that's what it is. Change is inevitable. That is the only concept. the only thing you can bet on. It's the only thing you can guarantee in this goddamn life, ladies and gentlemen. Change is inevitable. And we're seeing the way shit is headed, man. The world is very big. I think America fails to really analyze itself. We have been such a global power for such a long time. And what comes from success are weak mentalities. A lot of times when you enjoy influence, when you enjoy status, when you enjoy power for such a very long time, you can become contented and the hunger goes away and the strategy goes away and the analyzation of the future and anticipation, all that stuff kind of lessens. You get a little cocky. You know what I'm saying? But we are only literally 4.25% of the global population. There's a lot of people on this planet. There's tons of people that speak Spanish. If you guys didn't know, 
If you haven't fucking watched History Channel, the Spaniards are unlike any other conquerors on the planet. They didn't mind fucking the, the natives of wherever the fuck they went. <laughs> That's why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? All the white people, they went and traversed, circumnavigated the globe, enslaved, colonized, took over, put their flag in other people's soil. But they didn't really like to mix and mingle. Spaniards, they like to dip the dick in. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a lot of people on this planet with Spaniard blood. There's a lot of places that have been taken over by Spain. You got to understand that language and a guy like Bad Bunny, this is like the culmination of why he's the number one artist on the planet. He's reaching so many goddamn people. And even for the people that don't speak Spanish, you got to vibe with him. I'm not saying everybody's going to understand what song he did at the motherfucking Grammys. He pulled out some, some motherfucking Puerto Rican house music. This is some, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not even the first song. If you, if you was in a, a traditional Puerto Rican household, you having a house party. That's not the first song that's coming on. That's after a lot of alcohol. You understand what I'm saying? That's after a lot of Bacardi 151. A lot of Coquito. There's a lot of things that happen before that song, that style of music comes out. And people go lose their fucking mind. And he, he busted that shit out numero uno. Gotta uh, take my hat off. I'll take my hat off to, to the young man. You know what I'm saying? He got balls. He's rapping for PR. Holla at your boy. Bad Bonnie. Benito. Benito. You know? Shit was incredible. I enjoyed myself. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to give a little motherfucking plug. Puerto Ricans are the master race. We're going to take over the planet. Anyway. 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 Um, I'm just trying to cause more anxiety in the white community. If I have any white listeners, uh, it is over for you. If you have not procreated with another race, you are going backwards. If your kid is 100% white, uh, they are going to be a second-class citizen in the new world. Because everybody's getting mixed the fuck up. Everybody, Who's the comedian that said that? There's somebody that said it hilarious. They were like, everybody keeps on uh, multiracial dating. I'm going to fuck up the joke, and I forgot who said it. It wasn't even in, like a, in a negative way. It was actually kind of funny. A funny observation is that you're going to keep on seeing these little white kids with afros. Because <laughs> that's how this white guy perceived like multiracial kids. It's funny and it's fucking true. You know, people are mixing. People are mixing, which they should. It is logical from a biological standpoint. The more genetically diverse a child is, the greater possibility that they will have advantageous genetics. Because there's a deeper gene pool to select from. We understand the inverse of this is negative. If you inbreed, people lose their chins. Look at the fucking English. You understand what I'm saying? They don't grow facial hair or, you know what I'm saying? They have inverted nipples or whatever the fuck issues people have, right? It's because there's no genetic diversity in their family tree. Adversely, if you do mix with people who have very different gene pools than you, Children come out healthier, they come out smarter, they come out stronger most of the time. Put your dick in another race. Put your vagina on another dick. That's the message of the goddamn day, ladies and gentlemen. Do you understand? I wanted to talk about something else that's like not topical um, because I like to listen to audiobooks. I like, I like self, self-help shit. And it's not from like the corny standpoint of expediting all of my responsibility, um, you know, taking all of the personal responsibility and work that I have to do on myself and placing that on some type of philosophy or ideal or methodology that's supposed to just take care of it for me. 
because it's changing my emotional state. That's not how I approach self-help. I like to do it because I do believe in the same way when you ingest good food, when you hydrate your body, your mind is healthier, your emotional state of being is healthier, your body is definitely healthier. In that same way, that same methodology applies to ingestion of information. And so if you are listening to something that is self-help, regardless of who's telling it to you, regardless of um, you know the, the religious pretense, regardless of the philosophical pre, regardless of any of those things, take those things out the, out the fucking equation. If it is positive, if it's undeniably positive information and you're ingesting that, nine times out of 10, that will cause you to have a more positive outlook in life. And therefore, your experience, not the external on paper reality, not how much money you have in your bank account, not how much you weigh, how you know good you look, how old you are. None of these factors. I'm talking about regardless of any factor, how you're experiencing it will improve because you're ingesting positivity and therefore positivity begets positivity. I was listening to... Um, some audiobooks, and I was really thinking about um, just everybody, this universal quality that people have. You know, this is this children's movie that I love watching with my daughter. It's called Tangled. Tangled is basically an adapted form of the um, Rapunzel story, where there's this girl and she has very long hair. And in this adapted new age version of this tale, she was abducted by a witch put in a castle and the witch was basically using this little girl's magical hair for the healing properties for her to stay young forever. And in Rapunzel, um, there is this scene where they're in like this, you know, this, this, this catch 22, there's in this quandary and they're trying to get out of this situation where they're about to get murdered by a whole bunch of, you know, bad guys in his children's movie. And the way they get out of it is they appeal to their emotional side. And they, they talk to an emotional truth that not only cartoons have, but every human being has this emotional want. Everybody has a dream. And then they do this sing-along and it's fucking amazing. My daughter loves it. I love it. But it's true. Outside of the realm of like a childhood movie, it's important to understand that everybody has aspirations. Everybody has wants. Everybody has wishes. And being positive is a huge factor in accomplishing these things. But there's some deeper... Um, analysis that I have to that, you know, from listening to people, from ingesting a lot of positivity and also my own personal experience. I, I, I really do believe that people nowadays, and I'll diagnose the majority of it, but this has always happened. The majority of this pressure or this negative energy comes a lot from social media, sharing your ambition with the world, sharing your vision and your pursuit and being open and bold enough to do so and pursue without the um without the putting the walls up around you without the hiding yourself from the world if you have the balls to do that what comes with that is there's a lot of people that will put their energy on whatever you're pursuing and you hear people talk about it people post about it on the daily they react they react to all these people giving them like subliminals or kind of like negative feedback or um, critique or judgment or laughing at them, humiliation, whatever it is that people are, 
are, are getting from big crowds of people, friends, loved ones, strangers, that is negative while they're trying to pursue their dream, their ambition, what they want to do. And I start to realize that it is never the external. It is never the external. It is always the self that we have to analyze when these things happen. Because if you truly do have faith and if you truly do have belief that you will accomplish what you set out to, and I imagine that everybody at one point does have faith or a belief that they'll accomplish what they set out to, that's kind of the prerequisite for you doing it. You set out on a journey, you set out on a path, you set out to do something because you believe that you can. And then the world comes and it may have a negative perception or judgment to you and then people change. But what they're not recognizing is that it's never the world that is causing the change. It is never the external force. It is never the feedback loop of negativity, the discouragement, the people telling you critiques. It is always the self that causes people to stop or change or become discouraged because you give power of influence to whatever you hear. You give power of influence to whoever you're allowing to make you negative, to cause you to change your vision, to cause you to have self-doubt, to give you critique, whether it comes across as helpful criticism or just pure bullshit, negativity, judgment. If you, these things are going to happen. It's a part of life. If you continue to ingest those things from a lens that you're going to listen to it without recognizing that you're choosing to listen to it. You're choosing to give power when somebody says that's not going to work or when they laugh at you. You're taking the energy away from or the investment from your faith and from your belief that you're going to do what you set out to do. You're taking that energy and you're giving it to somebody else and you're proving their point when you believe their doubt of you. And I think that's such an important thing on anybody's journey. It could be somebody losing weight. It could be somebody learning how to ride a fucking bike at 35 years old. It, whatever the fuck somebody's doing. It doesn't matter what it is. When people allow the external to define the outcome of their journey, when they allow the person online or the friend or the family member or the loved one, when they get hurt about it, all of those things, we have to all understand that that is not whoever the fuck is being negative. I always hear stuff like you need to change your circle and you need to stay away from those people and they're soul suckers and all this other stuff. True to a great extent, your environment dictates a lot, but you can't run for the rest of your fucking life. What you have to learn is that that is always going to be a component in life, whether you're going after something or you're not, because the same criticism that somebody's going to receive when they're going to try to grind and get after something is the same criticism that they're going to receive if they don't try. On one hand, somebody's going to say you're aiming too high. You're not going to get what you want. You in over your head. You stupid. You're not good enough. On the other hand, that same person with that same energy, if you stop, they're going to say you're lazy. You're not ambitious. You ain't shit. You have to understand that in both cases, you are the one that gives power to whatever voice that you hear that is coming at you for whatever reason. You give power to that. You give energy. You give focus. You give reaction to it. It's not 
what people think either. Some people train their minds to think those negative things that they can take in and it'll be fuel. Cool to a certain extent, but then it becomes, at very least, you know, it could push you and give you more energy to work harder, but it's still an influence. Now you're no longer invested in your belief or your vision. You're invested in vengeance and proving somebody wrong. And very easily that can take you off of what you're trying to get at or who you're trying to be or what you're trying to accomplish because now you're competing. You know, I heard something else that was beautiful um, and I'm a butcher this as well. I don't remember a verbatim, but they were talking about um, creativity and competition and how they're not, they don't mix. It's like oil and water, you know? And a lot of times, uh, especially like in the hip hop culture, the music of hip hop is genius and it's creative. It's music. This is expression. This is growth. It's organic. It is from a culture of pain and what people do with little to no resources to create something that is as influential as hip hop is. You know what I'm saying? Bad Bunny's coming for the motherfucking world, but still, yet and still, hip hop is the number one genre in America and probably around the globe. You understand what I'm saying? Bad Bunny's coming though. Um, but what I'm trying to say here is that in that genre, it suffers a lot because it is harbored. The limits that can be pushed and the breakthroughs that can happen and the evolution of hip hop gets stunted because there's been this insertion, regardless of it being external or internal, regardless of it being organic from the culture or record executives, doesn't matter. Like I just said, onus is always on the self. There has been this insertion of competition. And when that happens, that lane that hip hop was on, that creative evolutionary lane of it organically growing and growing and growing, it gets stunted and then shifts in a different direction because now it's about competition. And you got to think about that with everything. Are you competing? Are you trying to be better than somebody? Are you trying to be better than yourself? I don't think competition has anything to fucking do with it. I don't compete. I'm not even competing with myself. I, don't, I just don't think about it like that because I'm in a creative space. I'm trying to create. I'm trying to grow. You know, imagine nature took on those mindsets, you know, and I think we should learn from nature. Sometimes we should take ourselves out of this human experience and out of our cell phones and out of social media and go look at fucking plants. You know, imagine trees was talking shit as they was coming out the ground and rooting up. And they were paying attention not to where the rays of the sun were so that they can get the nutrition that they need to create photosynthesis and continue growing into a fucking tree. But they was moving a whole fucking face around to the next plant and saying, you ain't shit. Giving their energy over there to fight or compete and all this other stuff. You realize how that takes you off of the natural path of your growth. It's universally fucking true. And I feel like people need to recognize that firstly, you are given the power to whoever you say is being negative to you. You're giving them your power by accepting that challenge or that notion of competition or that I'm going to prove to you something. You're not investing into your vision. You're not really being faithful. It's an expression of a lack of faith because you're giving any ounce of energy away from what you are supposed to just be blindly believing is true. That's why you started something. You know, transmute that into something else and think about it from like a, a smaller time frame, easier to conceptualize instance, right? 
when you go and you set out to go fry an egg in the morning or scramble eggs in the morning, you don't have a whole emotional up and down or this uh, methodical plan or the, the, you know, this consideration of everything that could possibly go wrong. You don't go before you scramble that egg and go on a social media and post in anticipation of scrambling the egg, right? And then wait for people to respond to that and say, you can't scramble an egg and then go back and forth with them. Why don't you do all that? It's because you know for 100 fucking percent sure that you're just going to get up and go crack the egg and scramble it. That's how sure you are that that's going to happen. You don't consider that a comet is going to hit the earth right before you fucking put that egg into the pan. You understand what I'm saying? If you take that and apply that to a wider time frame and something that has a little bit more emotional weight, it's still the same methodology. It's still the same mindset. If you truly do believe you can accomplish what you set out to accomplish, why are you doing all that shit? Why are you going online trying to compete? Why are you responding to people? Why are you trying to overthink or overcomplicate or try to understand why somebody said a certain thing a certain way? Why, all these reactions and anticipations are investments in a lack of faith. You don't really believe. And so it's not about the people in social media. It's not about the negativity. It's not about the external world. You need to get back to that place where when you started something, your creative venture or whatever the fuck you're getting after, whatever belief sparked you getting up and having the balls to go put that in, in the public, you need to get back to that and rekindle that fire. You don't need to go fight all these other fires that are around you. You, didn't, you don't need to go pay attention to everybody in the goddamn world. You don't need to go respond to everybody or focus on them. You have to get back to the knowing to I know, and that's it, and just get up and go scramble the egg, however goddamn long it takes, very motherfucking simple, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that was inspirational, I hope that helped everybody, I hope you can carry this energy from Monday, whatever the fuck your Monday was looking like, uh, if it was a shitty Monday, and you didn't get anything done, and you were a lazy bastard, lie to yourself, right before you go to sleep, Rewrite your day in your mind and lie to yourself. It works. And when you wake up tomorrow, act like Monday was a motherfucking success and take that energy from that fucking daydream, that fantasy before you nodded off to sleep and apply that to your Tuesday and your Wednesday and your Thursday and your Friday because negativity doesn't do shit but create more negativity. There's no point. It's corny. It is limiting. You're not going to get what you want in your life if you're negative. It's old. Let it go. Throw it behind you. And while we're letting go of the past and accepting the change of the future, go check out motherfucking Benito. Go check out Bad Bunny. You know what I'm saying? Go on to motherfucking YouTube and see what my son did. He went up there and said, nah, I'm going to play some real motherfucking Puerto Rican music. It's about to get wild, uncomfortable, and y'all going to sit here and take it. And I'm going to win wild awards. I'm going to be the person who fucking broke a record because I just won a Grammy. For best album, and it is the first time the Grammys have awarded somebody best album, and the album is 100% in Spanish. Holla at your motherfucking boy. Change is here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're continuing listening to the Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on to my Instagram. Like the post. Like the reels. Until next time.